You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, yo, what is up? What is up? This is Raphael from NBA Draft Junkies and now the new director of scouting for NBA Big Board. And you are listening to Locked On NBA Draft. Thank you so much to everyone that has made Locked On NBA Draft your first listen of the day. And today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rock Auto has amazing selection reliably low prices and all the parts your car your truck your suv your van all the parts they will ever need so visit rockauto.com and you can tell them that Raphael from locked on sent you now i don't know if you'll get a discount but at least let them know that locked on sent you and today is february 17th which happens to be the birthday of the goat now if you don't know what the goat stands for it means greatest of all time, and I wanted to wish the GOAT a very happy birthday. So happy birthday to my wife, Shay. I won't tell her age because I don't want to get in trouble. But yes, today is my wife's birthday. She is the GOAT when it comes to being a wife. I guess I don't have anything to compare it to. This is my first marriage. But there's also a guy by the name of Michael Jordan who is also celebrating his birthday today. So happy birthday, Shay and Michael Jordan, two people that have had some influence in my life. Funny story, it date my age here, but I remember Michael Jordan was like the guy. I mean, of course, everybody that grew up in the 90s was a Michael Jordan fan, but Based off of my age, I know how I, the, the number, the year Jordan is actually what grade I was in. So around this time in 1986, I remember coming home from school and my mom bought me my first, well, my mom and my dad bought me my first pair of Air Jordans. And I remember wanting, I don't even know how I, I knew about Jordans in first grade. I, I think I was just looking at the Sears catalog every day. And I was begging my parents for a pair of Jordans. And I, I'll never forget my mom complained about how the shoes were $42. And she could not believe that she spent $42 on a pair of shoes for a first grader. And that turned me into a sneakerhead and even a bigger Michael Jordan fan. So it was around this time. I, I do remember it was between Valentine's Day and his birthday that I got the that I got the shoes. So Michael Jordan has had a big influence on my life, just like every other kid that was growing up in, in the 80s and the 90s. All right, so before I get into another rant that has nothing to do with the NBA draft, I want to talk to you about Jabari Smith's performance last night versus Vanderbilt. Now, Smith, I have him as the third-rated NBA prospect on my big board, but if he has more games like last night, we might see some changes. He scored 31 points on 10 for 16 shooting, and he knocked down 7 out of 10 from deep. And he also added 4 rebounds and 3 assists and a steal. Now, 7 for 10 from 3 is crazy. I mean, most guys will never have a 3-point shooting outing like that in their career. But what makes the 7 for 10 even more crazy 
is the fact that he missed his first two attempts. So he was on fire. It was kind of like the Michael Jordan game where, you know, he did the shoulder shrug against the, the Blazers in the, in the finals. I want to say that was like 92, 93. Now, if you are campaigning for your team to be sorry for Jabari or if he's the top player on your big board or your mock draft, then this is the game where you're going to stick your chest out and proudly say that Jabari Smith is the best NBA prospect in college basketball. And, I mean, what better film? I mean, this is a game that I think could push some other people who are kind of iffy on him to making him the number one player on their big board, and that is because he showed all the tools in his toolbox last night. And here's just a quick breakdown of how he got his points. The first three-pointer that he made was from, like, an off-the-ball motion play that was going to his left. He caught the ball on the move, but then he had the fluidity and the touch to drain a step-back three over the defender that was thinking drive. Now, again, he's 6'10". You're not going to see too many 6'10 guys that can make that type of play. I knew that he could shoot, but one of the things that I did not really know was how good of a shooter he was on the move. Because sometimes when you think of, especially when I watched this film coming into college, I saw a lot of spot-up shooting. But he's shown that he is someone that can knock down threes on the moves, whether it's a lift, whether it's sliding to the corner. I mean, he's 6'10", again, and he is able to shift defenses in so many different ways. Then he had a play where he knocked down a face-up jumper at the elbow. And another thing, like I was saying, he moves so well off the ball, and he finds ways to get open. So, for example, he had one play where he caught the ball in the mid-post. And he was patient enough to wait for a double. Then he passed it out to a teammate. And instead of just stopping and staying there, he popped out and knocked down an open three. It's the little details like that that have really caught my attention. Because we always hear about one-effort defenders and guys that only make one effort. We hear about that on the defensive end of the floor. So, for example, a guy may stop his man from driving to the rim and then once the man passes he stands up and then gets beat for a cut so we always talk about one effort defenders but I don't think we talk enough about guys that are one effort offensive players I was almost going to say offenders but guys that just on offense if they don't have an open look they pass the ball and they just stand there and one of the things that I noticed that Jabari does is if he gets the ball and he passes it out he finds ways to get open and like I said so many guys just stand in one spot after being forced to give up the ball another thing that stood out to me was even though he didn't have like a monster rebounding game he did grab some rebounds that were out of his area and what I think is going to make him a even more dangerous weapon outside of his three-point shooting is that he can attack closeouts going to his right or to his left. Now, he's not like this freaky, explosive athlete that's going to make a bunch of plays above the rim or has like this crazy launching pad when he gets into the post. But he has the skill and he has the fluidity and, you know, the handle to be able to get to his spots. There's a play that stood out to me where he was attacking the closeout and he started off at the top of the key. He drove to his right. 
And when he drove to his right, his defender beat him to the spot, like right around the box. But he was able to make this reverse pivot move, and he hit the guy with a little bit of a dream shake to the left and then faded back to the right, and he was able to do this by creating space with his left shoulder. So it's just the little details like that that you know really stand out to me is he's a shot maker, and he doesn't necessarily need to be set up to be effective because he can create shots on his own. And like I said, I mean, he showed all the tools in his toolbox. He knocked down a trailing three. He had a walk-in, pull-up three off the dribble. Then he had one three that he shot from the Auburn logo. And, I mean, it was deep. It was probably even deeper than typical NBA range. But the release looked effortless. Like, it didn't look like it was a tough shot. And I, I don't think he's going to have any issues at all adjusting to to the you know the the deeper NBA shot and adjusting to NBA range. Then he had a nice turnaround jumper on the right block that looked like you know something that you would see from a young LaMarcus Aldridge. And Jabari definitely showed me something last night. Not that I needed to be convinced or anything. I've been open about my doubts or my skepticism on Jabari coming into the season. And that's because I watched a lot of his film in AAU. And all I saw was him shooting threes. I didn't really see a lot of explosiveness or post-play, but I saw the flashes. And I'd have to say that right now, he is three years ahead, he is three years ahead of where I projected him to be. And the fact that he's only 18 is pretty scary. So just wanted to talk to you about Jabari Smith and this incredible game that he had last night and you know some may say it's the game that could steer people to having him as the number one pick all right when we return i want to talk to you about my mock draft that i dropped on nba big board yesterday and a few of the guys that did not make the draft that have me feeling like this is going to be a very very exciting second round at least for me but if you're an nba draft junkie and you know, you want to hear, you don't want to only focus on like the, the big names, then you're going to love the second round of this 2022 NBA draft. All right, now I want to talk to you about Bet Online. And that is because football season might be over, but basketball season is in full steam with pro and college hoops coming up. March Madness is around the corner. And from all of the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best, the absolute best spot for your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it is not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC, and even Olympic coverage and information. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. And that is because Bet Online is where the game starts. All right, you're listening to Locked On NBA Draft, and this is your host, Rafael Barlow. So yesterday I completed my first full mock draft for NBA Big Board, and it is free right now, and there's a video, so go check it out, nbabigboard.com. It is updated from the mock draft that I made, I want to say last week. So in this segment, I'll give you a brief summary of the the players that, that I had. So I had Chet Holmgren going number two 
to the Orlando Magic, and that's because I had Paolo Bancaro from Duke going number one to the Pistons, had Jabari Smith going number three, and then at number four, I had the Thunder selecting Jalen Duran. I had A.J. Griffin going number five to Sacramento, Jaden Ivey falling to number six to his home state, Indiana Pacers. I had my Portland Trailblazers selecting Johnny Davis at number seven and Benedict Matherin at number nine. And sandwiched between them with the eighth pick, I had Keegan Murray from Iowa going to the San Antonio Spurs. Ty Ty Washington staying, well not staying, but going to Washington with the Wizards at number 10. And number 11, I had the New York Knicks selecting Jan Montero, the Dominican-born Jan Montero which he would probably fit right at home with New York's huge Dominican population. At number 12, I had the Memphis Grizzlies selecting Shade and Sharp. 13, I had Kessler. No, Walker Kessler. I knew I was going to do it. Walker Kessler, this was probably the big shock, but I had him going number 13 to Charlotte. And then at 14, well, this is according to 538. The Atlanta Hawks aren't going to make the playoffs, but I had the Hawks selecting J.D. Davidson, which... You know, if the Hawks don't make the playoffs, then I guarantee you that pick will be on the move. And again, sorry if this is a repeat, but at number 15, I had the Oklahoma City Thunder selecting Kendall Brown from Baylor. I had the Rockets selecting Nikola Jovic from Serbia with the 16th pick. At number 17, I had Minnesota selecting Baylor's Jeremy Sohan. And at number 18, the Spurs, which is a, this is a pick that they acquired in a trade for Thad Young. I'm sorry. The trade that sent Thad Young to Toronto, I had them selecting Ismail Kamagate from Paris Basket. Number 19, the Denver Nuggets selecting Marshawn Boch, Marjan Bochamp. At number 20, the Spurs on the clock again. I mean, how often do you see the Spurs with three picks in the top 20? I have them selecting LSU's Tari Eason. And I guarantee you, people will start comparing him to Kawhi Leonard if he lands in San Antonio. At 20, number 21, I had the Dallas Mavericks selecting Jaden Hardy. And I think that would be a pretty good fit for Dallas. At number 22, I had the Australian Nets, the Sydney Nets, or the Melbourne Nets. And I call them that is because... I have them selecting Dyson Daniels, and if Dyson Daniels, in fact, ends up in Brooklyn, then he would join Ben Simmons and Patty Mills as the other Australians playing in Brooklyn. And at number 23, I had Duke's Wendell Moore. And I, I want to talk about that for a second. Wendell Moore is arguably having the most underrated season out of all the guys that are projected in the lottery. Now, what makes Wendell Moore's situation interesting, and I even have to check myself on this, is that Wendell Moore is only, I mean, only a couple months older than Ty Ty Washington, who I have projected as a top 10 pick, and many have him projected as a lottery pick. Now, if they're close in age, and if Wendell Moore was putting up the numbers that he's putting up this year, he's shooting 52% from the floor and knocking down 41% of his threes while averaging five rebounds and four assists per game. If he, was, if he was doing this as a freshman, would we consider him a top 10 pick? Now, is it because we have two years or three years of film on him that we seem like we actually know who he is as opposed to Ty Ty Washington? Because... Ty Ty's pretty old for a freshman. I mean, when I was 20, I was a junior. <laughs> I was a junior in college. And 
yeah, it, it just made me made me think like Ty Ty is. I mean, even though he's twenty, we're considering him a freshman, and we all have this love for freshman prospects. But I mean, he's like I said, only two months older than Wendell Moore, who's having a really good season. And is Moore stock dropping or not necessarily dropping? But is he not considered a top ten pick because? We have more years of film on him. Anyway, I digress. Now, I have Wendell Moore going, being selected at number 23 to the Pacers. At number 24, I had the Milwaukee Bucks selecting Ochai Akbaji from Kansas. At 25, I had Memphis adding depth with Duke's Mark Williams. 26, I had the Miami Heat selecting a guy that just looks like he fits the Heat culture. And Ohio State's E.J. Liddell. And Liddell could learn a lot from P.J. Brown. I mean, I'm sorry, P.J. Tucker, who I, I think there's some similarities there. I think Liddell has more offensive skill set, but I think there's some similarities there. At 27, I have my guy that I've been vouching for for years now, Abu Baji, going to the Bulls at 27. 28, I have Memphis, again, on the clock, selecting Blake Wesley from Notre Dame. At 29, I had the Warriors drafting Trevion Williams. And at 30, I had my big Big sleeper, and this is a name that I haven't seen on any draft boards, especially for this year. I think maybe there was a site that had him as a projected first-rounder for 2023, but Ryan Rollins is my super sleeper. And if you don't know Ryan Rollins, he is 6'4". He scores on three levels. He's a good athlete. He plays like this really smooth, effortless game. He's getting his 20 points without hunting to score 20, if you know what I mean. And he's been efficient. He's shooting 49% from the floor. He's averaging six rebounds, a little more than three and a half assists, and two steals per game. He's a late bloomer, and he is someone that I think has a shot of being a big-time steal in this draft. And even though he's a sophomore, he's young. He is... The same age or even younger than a lot of the freshmen that are one and dones. He will only be 19 on draft day after playing two years of college basketball. So I think Ryan Rollins has a tremendous upside. I've seen some comparisons to like maybe Jordan Poole, maybe a little bit of Ant Simons, maybe like a poor man's Devin Booker. I mean, I think this kid is going to be really, really good. So... With all that being said, I just gave you my picks 1 through 30, and I'm sure you're wondering, like, where is Patrick Baldwin or Caleb Houston or Max Christie? And that is what I want to talk about in the last segment. I want to talk about the talent that is going to be available in the second round of the 2022 NBA draft. And, I mean, I think that there's not a big gap between picks 15 through maybe even 40. All right, like I mentioned before, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. And with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain or your auto parts store to have all the parts that your car needs. And if they do have them, they are charging an arm and a leg and maybe a couple fingers too. If you've seen some of the prices and the inflation lately when it comes to cars, I mean, it's ridiculous. So why... Not just go to Rock Auto and you can save time and money and you can save up to 30, 50 or even 100 percent on parts from Rock Auto that, that, you know, the car dealership is charging. For example, I needed a headlight for my car 
and they wanted like $500. Pulled out my phone, got on the web, went to Rock Auto, and it was like $38. All right. And that's because Rock Auto is a family business and it is serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years, or it has been serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your car needs or your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts that are available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, now I wanted to talk about the players that were left out of my mock draft. And like I said, picks 15 through 35, maybe even 40, it's going to be it's going to be very interesting because there's not much of a gap. So for example, I did look at different mocks and I mean there's guys that I'm really high on that aren't even mocked. Like, for example, I just talked about Ryan Rollins. And like I said, I don't think there's going to be a gap. So, I mean, draft night is going to be very interesting. Hopefully, I'm on TV again on, on draft night. But I left off names like Harrison Ingram, Christian Coloco, Bryce McGowans, Ushman Dang, Hugo Besson, Caleb Houston, Christian Brown, Max Christie, Gabriel Proshida. Mateo Spagnolo, Iverson Molinar, Orlando Robinson, Julian Champagne was on my, my first round mock a few weeks back. Yannick Sosa was a top five pick on my mock coming into the season. We got Roko Prokacin who's dealing with some injuries. He's not in my, my mock. You got Peyton Watson, Jordan Hall, Michael Foster Jr., who I had as a first round pick. Um, Alondis Williams, who is one of my favorite players in this draft class. You got Darion Sebron. I mean, there's so much talent in this draft that I think is going to be one of the deepest drafts. And I think you're going to find a few guys that are selected in the second round that are going to end up having better careers than guys that are selected in the first round. And I mean, I think you're going to find some impact players in this draft. I mean, this it's always such a, a crapshoot anyway, but this is a very young draft. I mean, you got guys like Trevor Kills, who's projected to be in a draft. He's only 18. Usman Jang is only 18 right now. Yannick Sosa is only 18. So, I mean, you got a lot of, lot of the young guys in this draft, and you got guys like playing in the, in the G League that had a small sample size of games. Then you also have two teams that, that don't have picks, so... I'm looking forward to this to this draft, and I just like I said, I think a team can get some real, real good value in the second round, and I would even suggest that some teams are probably going to trade back because they can save money and find a player that they want, and then also have a situation similar to what happened with Austin Reeves last year, where we may see agents decide to tell teams not to draft a particular player and opt for a two-way deal. And if you opt for a two-way deal, you can actually pick your situation. So I think it's going to be very, very interesting. Another thing that kind of interests me is you always hear that you can find centers late in the in the second round or late in the draft. You don't need to invest too many high picks. And I've done podcasts on 
on the five position. But there's some interesting picks from Zach Eady to Orlando Robinson. Jalen Williams from Arkansas, who I think is a, a, a pretty good passer and an intriguing NBA prospect. I mean, overall, like I said, this draft is going to be very interesting. And I can't wait because, again, there are guys that we thought were going to be projected lottery picks. And I haven't even talked about Patrick Baldwin, who I definitely have as a second-round pick. And if he lives up to his potential, you know, you can say the same for Caleb Houston or you can say the same for Max Christie. I mean, some of these guys we thought were going to be lottery picks. Oh, and I forgot, like, one of the biggest ones is uh, Peyton Watson. So somebody's going to draft one of these guys in the second round and they're going to end up getting a steal. Well, that wraps it up for me. Thank you so much for just listening to Locked On NBA Draft. Check out my post on NBA Big Board. And again, I just thank you for all the love, all the, the comments. I try to read and respond to them. Now, I talked about how you make Locked On NBA Draft your first listen of the day. I talked about Locked On Now. And now, too many nows, I want to tell you about Locked On Bets. It is your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and it's available wherever you get your podcast. Once again, it's Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and NBA Big Board. And I am out. Thank you.